Hello. Hello. It's beer o'clock and time for drunken time travel. This week we've been thinking about war. What is it good for? I don't know, Gav. What is it good for? I've heard that it's good for absolutely nothing. Where do you hear that, perchance? In a uh, in a scientific paper. Hmm. Can uh, can I get a link to that? Yes. Cool. I'm not sure how you get an audio... Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could just do audio links to the internet? You just click on that audio link and... Uh, just like, no, not even a podcast, just when you're having conversations with people. You might be able to in the future. You probably will. Well, you're assuming people will be talking to each other in the future again. Or if you're not on phones all the time. Or possibly with Google Glass. With Google Glass, sorry. I thought you said Google Glass. Yeah, I did. Google Glass with uh, speech recognition and uh, somebody mentions something and it fills up a potential link that you can uh, click I, on. I could believe that, yes. talking to That wouldn't be annoying at all. And then while they're halfway through and you can shut them down. Well, actually. <laughs> oh, you're going to be one of those people. <laughs> well, actually, I've just looked that up while I was talking to you. <laughs> and you're wrong. Why did you punch oh, me in the face? Maybe, maybe Google Glass. That'll be good. People will have to know facts then. Mm-hmm. And the world will be a better place. It will. So. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will. Alright then. So, do you want a fact about it? No. No. Should we do a podcast instead? Because my, my glasses have told me you're wrong. They're not Google Glasses, I just have mental problems. So, anyway... On my left, a man who wishes he was born in the far future, just because there'd be more history to learn. It's Irish Gav. And on my right, a man who knows how the world works. It's the other 99.9999% recurring of the cosmos he has a problem with. It's English Gav. I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know if it's good or bad. (laughs) It's funny, and that's all that matters. No need to think about it. If you want to contact us about this show, or any other show, give us feedback, good or bad, then it's drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. We have a special podcast coming up after the second part of... Oh, yeah. Second part of War Games. Do we? Yes. That we'll be doing questions and answers in. So, uh, uh, so please send us some questions so that we or, can do some answers. Or send us some answers. And then well, we'll, we'll do the questions. We have some already. We have one few uh, from one person. Shush. <laughs> Twitter at Drunk Time Travel and Facebook. It's on Facebook. Look it up. Um, yeah, so we're, we're split. Send we're, us your second Doctor questions. Please do. Because it will be about looking back at the second Doctor yes. Although, and also looking forward to the third. Otherwise it will be five minutes long. We can, I don't know we can, whether we can just stretch it out by like talking about Google Glasses or something. Uh, yes, what was I going to say? Yes, this is, this is the last story of the second Doctor. But we split mm. it into two because we're a film studio that's making Harry Potter or something like that. See what it is? Um, but yeah, because it's ten episodes, so I thought two five-episode yeah. ones would be better. Yes, I'm synopsizing ten episodes, yes. It is, is a lot. as you say. Our tedious link beer go? It is Dale's Pale Ale. It is. And we'll tell you why it's that 
a little later in the show. Yes. So, without further apu, it's uh, time for the synopsis of the War Games. Yes. Episodes 1 to 5. Take it away, Monsieur Synopsis. Episode 1. The travellers step out of the TARDIS to play in some puddles and have a whale of a time until they find out they're in history. Apparently, history is the worst time on planet Earth. It's not bad news for everyone, though, as the Elephant Squad turn up and make their first ever capture, taking the travellers to the World War I trenches. They try to escape, but the Huns shoot them back. This is already better than Space Pirates. General Glasses wants to see the travellers personally, but first he orders 5,000 specimens from the 1917 zone using his secret future phone. Ah, history with a twist. Zoe's given a massive flashy mac and they're all locked up as General Glasses Jedi mind tricks everyone. He then sentences the Doctor to death for espionage, Zoe to the encampment and gives Jamie a stern twirling off. Zoe then finds the keys for the Doctor's cell and sets him free but is immediately recaptured. The Doctor's tied to a post to be shot and is shot. Reasons this is better than Space Pirates number one. There's Jedi's in it. Episode 2 How does the Doctor survive being shot? He wasn't. It was actually some insurgents that just turned up. So whilst the troops are distracted, the Doctor and Zoe escape. General Glasses enters a futuristic machine but is spotted by Melchick from Blackadder. He Jedi's him to forget and fucks off in his TARDIS sounding machine. Jamie Fane's fighting with a red coat prisoner who thinks it's 1745 and they escape their cell. But guess what, they're caught immediately. Yeah. Luckily the Doctor shows up, posing as someone from the war office to free Jamie. Zoe's captors, Carstairs and, the, and Jennifer, start to suspect they're being affected by some sort of gas. Zoe shows them futuristic foam that she found earlier, but General Glasses captures them and orders them all dead. Everyone escapes in an ambulance and they drive through some fog which stops the war but then they get chased by some Romans. Reasons this is better than Space Pirates number 2 The General's Facial Hair Episode 3 Everyone jumps back in the ambulance and returns through the time fog and the Doctor explains time travel to Jennifer and Carstairs uh, back at the General's office. Zoe, who is now a retired lock picker, leaves the job for the Doctor who, unable to pick it, uses explosives to break open the safe. Inside the safe is a map of the various time zones, but Will Wheaton comes in and suspects them of being spies. The best way out of this situation is obviously the truth, where time travellers are nigh futuristic stuff like this sunny screwdriver. Captain Glasses has other ideas though, but is unable to stop them escaping with his Jedi mind tricks. Time Zone HQ orders them captured alive. The travellers make their way to the American 1862 Civil War, but lose Carstairs to the Americans. Finding a time machine in a barn, the Doctor and Zoe enter it and disappears, leaving Jamie and Jem behind. Reasons this is better than Space Pirates number three. A fallen tree. I didn't mean to sound quite so floating. <laughs> Floaty guys. Episode four. The Doctor and Zoe find a load of Roman soldiers standing around doing nothing when the time machine lands and all the soldiers are delivered. 
If Domino's used a time machine, they'd still probably deliver things like. When the time machine returns to HQ, the Doctor and Zoe put on some glasses to blend in with the bad guys. Because bad guys wear glasses, apparently. Back in the barn, the Americans capture JJ and accuse them of spies. Take a drink. Then the British save them and accuse them of being spies. Take a drink. Ming, at HQ, requests them delivered to him. Luckily for JJ, a random man shells up and lets them go. The Doctor and Zoe find themselves wandering around a training centre and are ushered into a lecture where they discover they are capturing people from various times on Earth and placing them into a simulator. Some of the captives are shaken off their processing and can move between the time zones. He brings out Carstairs and reprocesses him so he thinks he's back in the war. When he comes around, he points out the Doctor and Zoe as German spies. Take a drink. Not because of the spies, just because. Take a drink. Back in the simulator, JJ gets himself captured by the British again and taken back to the random log, who's actually part of the resistance. They've shaken their processing off. More resistance turn up and free JJ again and recapture the British. Recapture? No. They capture the British. Take a drink. Back in school, something's obviously gone wrong with Carstairs, so he's removed and the Doctor steps up to help fix the processing machine. Ming turns up, spots the Doctor not wearing his glasses, so they both run and split up. Zoe runs into Carstairs, who is about to shoot her for being a spy. Take a drink. Reasons this is better than Space Pirates number 4? Take a drink. Episode 5 The lecturer turns up just in time to order Carstairs to not shoot her. She's then taken to Science Guy who questions her with a truth helmet. Meanwhile, the Doctor returns to the lecturer to help him fix the machine. Claims that Ming fingered Zoe. Can we have that at the end of the podcast, guys? And not the Doctor. He was trying to run after her. Back with the resistance, they want to know where the tunnel is that all the troops keep coming through. Then two of them have a fight while Nicholas Lindhurst looks on in the background. The resistance Russell then turns up the Resistance Russell then turns up and JJ explains about the whole time machine thing. When Carstairs is brought round again with the help of the doctor, they both team up and put the lecture in it instead. Then they go and rescue Zoe who didn't recognise any of the Resistance members, Chief Helmet Guy was showing them. Ming is questioned about how he recognised the Doctor, and an argument ensues with a suggestion to take it to the Warlord if he has problems with his co-workers. Helmet Guy then frees the lecturer and tells him that Zoe knows about time travel, and only War Chief Ming's people know about wine travel. Why? <laughs> About time travel. <laughs> Do you know about wine travel as well? Apparently. Back in the barn, the time machine appears and the resistance and JJ capture it. They go back to HQ, but are caught in an ambush and rear gunned down. Reasons this is better than Space Pirates number 5? Those glasses. And also, there's no Space Pirates. That's a, that's a good one. Are we calling Jimmy JJ now? I'm calling uh, Jamie and Jen. JJ. Ah. Uh, surely you should, yes. What, like, uh, as if one of these celebrity things. Mm. Mm. 
Well, every time you say JJ, I either expect uh, some guy to turn up directing Star Wars, or or a man to a man who's a publisher to turn up and start shouting at Peter Parker. I was going to try and work in a uh, journey Jarmus and Jarm, but I couldn't say it. Apparently. <laughs> So first thing to get off about uh, the World War World War One Zoom, yes, because there are different zooms. Mm. Is uh, this definitely isn't Blackadder? Apparently, it's not. No. Although it's bizarre how many of the characters <laughs> actually line up to Blackadder. Yes. And you you could definitely see from the characters what the Blackadder equivalent was. Yeah. As I said in the synopsis, there was Melcher. Certainly. And even even the uh, place where they where they were, it looks just the same as where Milchard's office was. And there was definitely a Darlington there, isn't there? A darling. <laughs> I don't know where that last bit came from. <laughs> yeah, there was even a trial. I was just trying to make a proper name of it. <laughs> it wouldn't be as funny if it was a proper name. But yeah, there was even a trial. Alas, it wasn't about Flanders pigeon murderers, though. I can't remember that. The, tri the trial where they were tried for being court-martialed and Jamie got his turn talking to and everyone else got, well, murderers yeah. and Zoe. Zoe, she was uh, told she was going to be ten years hard labour or something like that. Mm. And they were going to take her to the prison that night for delivering to them. And then uh, someone said, oh, she's... Don't take her to the prison, just let her stay here for the night. And he's like, oh, okay. Then. Yeah, in the but general's office. Yes. Yeah. Why yeah, not? But, but, yeah. She, but, she's, <laughs> but then you're fine with her going for 10 years hard labour after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like your last meal. <laughs> your last sleep. What would you have for your last meal, yeah? Oh, did that be some sort of prawn-based dish, I'm sure. Some seafood, I think. With a steak. <laughs> Surf and turf, then. Maybe pork belly. I think I'd have a m massively spicy curry. Just so it would be a mess for everyone when we, after they have to clean up. Well, surely, you know whenever you you, you die, your, uh, your sphincter apparently uh, relaxes, shall we say. Um. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was a massively spicy curry. It's not going to be good for anyone. So what we're talking about is uh, some stag chilli. Stag chilli, yes. <laughs> Which I think we have mentioned before. We haven't had that in ages. No. But anyway. Yeah. I want some of that. There, there was a website where you could go on and see what people had for their last meals. Some of them, yeah, were, some of them were just pretty rubbish. Mm. But maybe they had more important things in their mind, I don't know. Yeah, some of them are good as well. It just depends what was on, didn't it? And then there was a prison that I went to in, in, in Ireland, like it used to be a prison, and then we did tours and things. Um, for the people just who, to clarify. Just to clarify, yeah. I wasn't in prison, not at that time. Um, and they showed you the part where they, for people who were killed, who were being murdered or hung or whatever, they were stayed in this bit. And uh, then at the time, whenever you, they were they had their bathroom or whatever and then at the time like it was all sweet and at the time the morning then they were going to be killed the wall behind the bathroom was uh, was wheeled wheeled off and the and the place where they were hung was right behind them 
So he was just shoved yeah. in there, and then um. I, so, I, so, I, so I thought it was going to be like a "Here's what you could have won." <laughs> no, it was like they they uh, <laughs> they were next to that all the time. They were staying in that room. When we want so, our, here's what you are for. Yeah, here's what we want in our comedy podcast. <laughs> death. Speaking of death in history, guys. Mm. Yeah, it's the worst time ever. Well, like, not, not, no specificity. It's just all of history is the worst time ever in the whole of Earth's history. I could believe that, yeah. Which is quite true, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you go back way to the beginning of Earth, it's just going to be a molten ball of rock, so that's not going to be good for anyone. Yeah. Imagine all the deaths in a molten ball of rock. Rock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nobody's going to survive that's why, that's why you you don't see people from that time you know, walking about the street anymore. Because yeah. they, they were all killed at the time. I imagine they would have some good tales to tell from the, the time. The time of the molten rock. Yeah. I remember that time when I stepped out of my house onto some molten rock and then died. That was a good time for everyone. Mm. And we couldn't just stay in his house because his house was a molten rock and that just melted. Apparently, There's if, nothing you could do. <laughs> of course, you tell that to people these days, they don't believe you. Apparently, the, the Earth's been around for 46 million years. And if you converted that into 46 hours, the Industrial Revolution was about a minute ago. Why into 46 hours? So anyway, the, the, the World War One people, they say, I say a lot, and also chin up. I say, I say, I say that, but... Speaking of the oh, worst no. cartoon characters ever. <laughs> he was awesome. You like Scrappy-Doo. There's nothing wrong with Scrappy. <laughs> you like all the shit ones. What shit ones? Don't know, whichever you like, they're the <laughs> shit ones. Whichever you like, they're the shit ones. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's not Scrappy-Doo. That's just all the best ones. Anyway, we did this already. <laughs> so at one point they were in this this uh, World War One ambulance driving about, mm-hmm. trying to escape from people, and it was very slow. And I just thought, I really want to see the adventures of the slow moving ambulance. That would be good. What more than uh, space pirates? <laughs> Let it go, Carl. <laughs> Even though no. I've, I've got a note about that later. On. <laughs> And that's not an invitation for people to think about the song Let It Go from Frozen. So what would the uh, slow-moving ambulance get up to? Um, Whatever it would be, I feel it would be slow-moving. Would people die before the slow-moving ambulance got to? (laughs) Yes. More death? I don't think it would be about the, the, the deaths or anything. It would be about the adventures in between that. They, they would, like, go to liquor would, stores. Would there be invent- adventures, or would it just be sort of the dialogue between the uh, people on the slow moving ambulance? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Imagine how cheap that would be. Yeah. All we need is Quentin Tarantino to write that dialogue, and we're, <laughs> we're fine. Hey, or, you know what they call a... Or the guy who wrote uh, that prison comedy thing. The Visit. The Visit, yeah. <laughs> Well, get Quentin, into writing. If you get Quentin Tarantino, he'd be like, hey, you know what they call a, a quarter pounder in war torn France in the First World War? And they'd be like, don't know. And they'd be like, nothing. Hasn't been invented. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> also, if we've bigger problems on our, our minds. 
One of the adventures could be uh, losing a uh, hundred shovels. Yes, because I believe that was mentioned. Yes. And it was a primary concern in the middle of a war, apparently. Mind you, they are digging trenches. It just seemed a bit trivial thing to be obsessing over. You, you think that, yeah. But it was it's not like they lost and, 120 shovels, is it? We lost 5,000 men. No, we lost 100 shovels. More important. That reminds me of Blazing Saddles. With the two slaves at the start, and they thought they lost, and and you thought they were concerned about them, but no, it was the, it was the train-like thing that they could, in, the, in the quicksand that they were more concerned about. Yes. Anyway, moving on, there was a yeah. bit where, because the because the people in the war they're, they're noticing strange things, and one of them, I think it was Lady Jennifer, says to Carstairs, "Yeah, you know how we were talking about not remembering things." And I was really wishing that they'd replied no. Well, that would have been comedy. <laughs> the entire show would have imploded at that point. It's a time travel show, and we, we can have that. It doesn't need to implode because of things like that. Yeah, if, if it did that, it would implode every other week. Especially six times during Space Pirates. Get over it! So that's essentially the most disappointing thing about this so far. That he didn't say that no. That he didn't say no, yes. Yeah. That's the only thing wrong with this. Well, they're, 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 it isn't fantastic, but but it's enjoyable. I'm also impressed mm -hmm. that they have a, uh, in the American Civil War zone, they had a black Union soldier. So they seem yeah, to have moved, um, on, they moved on a bit from whenever they had black people who weren't allowed to speak. Yeah, he, he did speak a bit, this one, didn't he? He did. He, he had a bit of a part. That was good. I, I was impressed with that. Of course, he, course he did die in the next episode. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, baby steps. We'll get there eventually. I just thought, oh wow, he's going to stay. Oh no, he's dead. <laughs> it was a bit like that, that black woman in uh, Enemy of the World. She had a good part as well, and she was dead within an episode or two. Oh, she, I can't remember. She was the same one as the chef. Oh. I remember the chef. You remember the chef who was in it for about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> chef was the greatest character that's ever been in Doctor It is not true. Speaking of the zones, yes. this is just crystal maze, isn't it? It is. Every, everything's copying off that. Only, only uh, yeah, Blackadder, Crystal Maze. Star Trek. <laughs> sure is somewhere. Um, the other thing that I said. Oh, Star Trek, yes. <laughs> Star Trek Voyager, I'm sure, well, not deliberately copied it off this, but there was one episode that, that was seen very similar to this. Of course... Ah, yes, with the Hirogen. The Hirogen. Hirogen. Uh, whatever they were. Hydrogen. Hydrogen, yes. With the hydrogens. Yeah, and they copied off creation as well. <laughs> and also, with the zones, there was a... We only got to see three zones, actually, didn't we? We saw the, the World War One zone. zone. We saw Romans. There was a 1745 rebellion zone as well. I didn't see. We didn't see, but we saw the what the. Was uh, it on the map? But we, yeah. we saw the soldier. And then we saw the soldier talking to Jamie. That's who was fighting Jamie. Ah, yes. So that's yes. how we know that exists. Yeah. Uh, there was the American Civil War zone. Yeah, and on the map there was the British Civil War. Yeah. I just think it seems a bit of a boring selection. 
What? 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 <laughs> okay. What would ex- what exciting <laughs> wars would you have? I don't know, but there's they all seem sort of fairly recent wars. Well, we don't know the reason for them selecting these wars yet, do we? No, we don't. No. I mean, we do know that there's a, there's the it's an alien race, it's some kind of futuristic or alien race mm. who are selecting these wars to fight people against each other for some reason, but we don't know the reason for it, mm. and we don't know who they are. No, we certainly don't know that. And we certainly don't know who the war chief is, mm. although he does seem to have some kind of connection to the Doctor. Yes. And they have space-time machines that don't look like, but sound slightly similar to the TARDIS. They do indeed oh. So that's all we know so far. Is it? From watching it, yes. This is a slightly more... Well, apparently... What? I don't know what you're going to say. No, you don't. I said, they did say uh, that the, the only people that know about so the time travel are the same people as the War Chief's race. Yes, as far as I know, yes. So hinting that him and the Doctor are the same race. We don't know that yet. That's what it's... Okay, well maybe, yeah. Trying we're, we're to imply, I think. But the same race is the Time Meddler as well. Yeah. And Susan. Uh, I, so I did like the... They said the War Chief... He's uh, he's gone against his race. He's a traitor to his race as well. Yes, and I'm wondering whether he would be a traitor to them. Yeah. But he said we don't know that much uh, at the minute, apart from that. We just know it's like an alien, futuristic type place they're in. As an halfway cliffhanger, it's uh, it's quite good. It's building up a, a layer of intrigue. A layer of intrigue. If you like. Yep. And we left it with Jamie Dead. Yes, Jamie is dead again. They also have the best sixties wallpaper ever in this Indian futuristic place. I can't. It's the it's the swirly the it's the swirly black paper, or it's swirly white but with black swirly bits. Squirly white. No, it's not swirly white. <laughs> it's white, but with black squirly bits. Well, yeah, it's basically like our logo but black. Ah. Have we copied off this as well? <laughs> We've copied <laughs> off this as well. <laughs> Along with everything else. Because history is so great, we decided to copy off it. One thing I'm glad that uh, nobody's copied is uh, those glasses. Because what, what were they about? It's, yes, it's like a massive sheet of paper wrapped around your head like well, like a blindfold. and then Your just, ocular area. Yeah. And then just like two tiny little crosses just cut out where your eyes would be. I'm not sure what it's about. We don't know what that's about yet. Whether we even will, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, unless you're... Uh, they don't seem to need them. Unless you're operating machinery and then you've got like four slits instead of crosses. But, yeah, you don't seem to need them. It's just some weird uniform regulations. As I say, it's what the bad guys wear. Well, we're bad guys, we're going to have to wear something. Yeah, to distinguish we'll, we'll, ourselves we'll from the others. We'll wear the stupid glasses. Hmm. But the war chief and the security chief don't wear them. 
They wear regular glasses. They don't wear any glasses. Oh, right, the war chief doesn't. He's got contacts in. He's got contacts in. And a massive medallion. But most at rest at eye chiefs have all got glasses or monocles or something. General Smythe didn't even wear them when he went to this alien futuristic place. He was uh, he was just very English and evil. He had some, though. Did he have glasses? glasses? Yeah, whenever he was doing the Jedi mind tricks. Oh, yeah, he had normal glasses, yeah. yeah. I've got no problem with normal glasses. Yeah, hypno-glasses. Yeah, it, it's all the higher ranks. They've got normal glasses instead of yeah. the paper cross glasses. But hypno-glasses, but they weren't affiliated with hypnotoes in any way. Which is another thing they copied off. <laughs> Everything copied off the war games. Even all wars, apparently. <laughs> they didn't exist before this. Uh, yeah, at one point he said he wanted a creeping barrage laid across the road. <laughs> and ironically, yeah. he said it in a creepy way. Uh, I really want to know what it is. Is it like a plant? <laughs> is it creeping? Your interior horticulture graph is a creeping barrage of plant? It could possibly be, but I think that would be a bit slow moving to be of any use to anyone. Well, creeping barrage doesn't sound like it's going to be fast moving. I, if you ask me, the slow moving ambulance would be quick, would be quicker than a creeping barrage. I'm imagining it's oh, oh. it's it's somebody wearing like a bush outfit that creeps across the road slowly in a slug like way. Yeah. What about... It, there's not just one of them, there's a few of them doing it. This time. What about at the end of the uh, end of the first series of The Adventures of the Slow Moving Ambulance, the villain is revealed to be the Creeping Barrage? Does it need a villain? Of course it... Everything needs a villain. Name, no, this, name me a show and I'll tell you the villain. Apparently everything needs a love story. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Maybe in season two, the creeping barrage is, is the love story as well. The creeping barrage falls in love with a slow moving ambulance. Yep. And the people on board are perilous. <laughs> people on board are crushed by his love making. <laughs> there is no season three. <laughs> or episode three. <laughs> <laughs> or anything beyond the pilot. In fact, the pilot stopped <laughs> halfway through. We don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> we just stop it. <laughs> ah, where the flashing thing is. Oh, are we still on the uh, the journal? Yes. Because I, I like where he hides his keys well, for the cells. Under his pillow, which is in his bed in his office. It's, it's a pretty multifunctional room he's got going off there. It's not the best place to hide your keys, though, is it? Name a better place. <laughs> Inside the pillow. Oh, it's a better place. Maybe it's a bit lazy. Or you can melt them down and make glasses. It would take some time when you're trying to get back into the safe though. But still, hiding something hard underneath your pillow, probably not conducive to a good night's sleep. Conducive, good use of the word. I like that word myself. I do like it. Yeah. It's why I use it quite a bit. Another word I use a lot is... Uh, what, what is the word? It's peruse. Or I used mm. to use it a lot until I got fed up of using it. 
I used to use it in essays. I used to use it in essays and things. And it just isn't the best. It's an it's an okay word. I don't mind it. It's, it's an okay word, but it's not something you can use all the time. Indeed, yeah, indeed, I use an essay as a lot. Do you? Yeah, gets you an extra word. You don't oh, need padding. it. You don't need it in any way, but you know, it gets you, it gets you another word in there. Uh, it's it's good for when you you you've got to hit a word limit. Yes. Oh, absolutely. All sorts of shitty words like that. Hey, it was really annoying when you're trying to re reach a word and, and you read it saying, you read the instructions saying, uh, you've only got so many words for this, so try not to, try not to focus on too many things. And you're like a hundred, you finish the essay and you're a hundred words short and you're thinking, what? Is, is anyone having to cut words out of this? <laughs> so you're literally yeah. having to shove things in to try and bolster it up. I really don't miss having to write essays. You shouldn't. <laughs> I'm glad the reports and stuff at work it doesn't have the word counts on them. Should <laughs> sure, that'll be fun. Speaking of writing essays, the alien lecturer, or futuristic lecturer, shall we say? Uh, no, he is alien. He he. They, they, they're aliens who like to give university lectures for some reason. Mm. It's it was it was like a Christmas lecture as well. But one of the uh, un Royal Institute yeah. Christmas lectures that mm. we don't watch anymore. Mm. Yeah, we've, we've only watched a few of them. Are you still like them? Yeah, good. It's just time. Watching them. <laughs> just time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't really see, see evil villainism, uh, you know, aliens give university mm. lectures and mm. things. Yeah, it was interesting seeing an even evil villain school. <laughs> I wonder what other lectures they have. How to wear your glasses properly. <laughs> How to hypnotise people. I say and chin up, use of vernacular in the World War One zone. I, I want to go to these lectures. I don't want to go to these lectures. I don't know if it would look good on the CV either. See, you've got this, uh, see, you've got this degree. Where is that? Well, that was from the Evil Villain School. <laughs> You don't want to give me the job. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll have to destroy your work. <laughs> so you've got the job. Excellent. <laughs> you, do, you don't want to give me the job. Hold on, I'll just put on these glasses. <laughs> you will give me the job. You won't. Oh, surely these are the right glasses. Did they sell me a dud? Security Chief mm. also had some kind of bizarre, massive glasses helmet thing. Mm. The the Viewmaster Truth helmet. Yeah, it was just massive. But yeah, it reminded me of, of a Viewmaster because cause it projects or show pictures on it. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Zoe could actually see them or whether he was just looking at him himself. No, Zoe could see because cause he then, said. And then off camera, he gave it to her to have. <laughs> It was just making just, sure he had the right slides in. <laughs> off camera, he just gave yeah. her the photos. <laughs> did you used to have a Viewmaster, Gav? I did. What things did you have for it? Can't remember. I can remember one of mine. What? It was Doctor Who. I think I had some sort of Superman one. What, one of the movies? Cartoon. Um, 
I, I had, it was uh, Peter Davison's first story I had on Viewmaster thing. Of course, nowadays you can just buy the fucking DVD again. I think the amount of shit we put up for back in the 80s. You can look at stills or something. It was basically a fucking reconstruction is what it was. <laughs> it was just stills with descriptions as well. With no reconstructions without audio. Yeah. Trying to acclimatise us to it. But this is a security chief, he was trying to get these information out of Zoe and uh, using this Viewmaster Truth Spy Helmet device 1.1. Yeah. So he would say to her, what is, what is your name? And she wouldn't reply, wouldn't reply. What is your name? My name is Zoe Harriet. But it's just, it's just, it just sounded hilarious the way he was doing it. Yeah, and he kept asking her what time zone she's from yeah. and stuff like that. She's obviously answering truthfully, and he doesn't believe her. Yeah. So what? he has to keep asking again and again, thinking his machine's wrong. When were you born? I was born in... <laughs> it's the way you learn French whenever you were at school. Do you learn French in school? No, I learn German. Or do you just be called short-term memory? But that's the way, that's the way I did it. People would ask, first of all, you know, what is your name? My name is, people don't, people just say, what is your name? And you just say your fucking name. You don't go off saying my name is, unless you're trying to get some kind of word count on an essay. Maybe it was calibrated. Yes, she was born in the 21st century, as well. So maybe we'll meet her eventually. That'd be awesome. Probably unlikely, though. Yeah. Never mind. The war chief guy. Yes. He was uh, slightly camp. Shall we say? He reminded me very much of Ming. Ming the Merciless. The Merciless. If Did you he? Didn't, if you didn't get that from my uh, <laughs> synopsis. I thought you meant Ming Campbell, the Liberal Democrat uh, politician. Is he not Ming the Merciless? Maybe he retired, and that's what he does now. He also had inner dialogue, which they don't ever do in Doctor Who. Yes. Uh, they just sort of play audio over him looking like he's thinking. Yeah, he's the only person so far that... I think so. I, and I cannot remember anyone else having that. Yeah, and, and it was just one random line. Yeah, it just seemed a bit bizarre. You'd think... He, and it seemed bizarre, because yeah. people normally just talk to themselves on this show. Yeah. Well, it was weird. And he was also seemed very from the 1970s, complete with his medallion. Mm. Which he apparently has knowledge from, or something. You've got to keep your knowledge somewhere. <laughs> but in his medallion? Maybe his brain was getting full, so he downloaded it into a medallion. If I'm giving people the impression that he that he had his shirt unbuttoned, and that he had a hairy chest and a medallion, um, I don't want to take that away from you. It just keeps on... <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, I'm just yes. saying keep that in your and mind. And even if they didn't <laughs> have that impression, they probably have now. <laughs> Good. And I hope you keep that impression. <laughs> Ruining Doctor Who one story at a time. Is that our new tagline? Yes. <laughs> it should be. People will think we hate it. Don't hate it. Don't hate Doctor Who. Just the space pirates. He uh, overacts the tower as well. <laughs> yes, just the space pirates. <laughs> 
But he, yes, this uh, war chief guy overacts a bit, and then I then mm-hmm. I looked at his CV or whatever, and so he was on Rentigos, and I thought, all right, never mind then. Yeah, I'm. I was just saying, it it never really changed from this to Rentigos. I don't think. No, I think he just walked straight after recording this into Rentigos no. without changing. Because we watched the clip of it, and I'm like, he's still got the same beard and everything. <laughs> And his medallion, with his chest out. But yes, he played Mr. Meeker on Rent-A-Ghost. Gal, explain what Rent-A-Ghost is to people who haven't seen it. Really? Can I explain it? Yeah, it's some sort of kid's show from way back. In the 80s. Yeah. About yeah. ghosts who decide to set up a company oh. to rent out ghosts, funny enough, for various <laughs> things. And they, and yeah. they rent their... Shop space from Mr. Meeker. I know I used to watch it a lot. And there was a there was a pantomime horse in it. Yes. <laughs> As I said to you, it is quite possibly the most quintessentially British thing ever. <laughs> You're listening to Drunken Time Travel, it's quarter past the hour, it's time for the... The interlude. So yes, you join us on this libation break as we drink Dale's Pale Ale. And I am enjoying Dale's Pale Ale. I am also enjoying the Pale Ale of Dale. Dale does make a good Pale Ale. You could say that I'm having the time of a whale with Dale's Pale Ale. Excellent. How much time does a whale have? I don't know. Of that we cannot fail. That's top now. Yes, it's made by Oscar Bluesbury in Longmont, Colorado. So it's an American beer. And uh, and this place began as a restaurant before brewing in 1999. And it's the only ones where all their beer is in cans. And this beer that we're drinking is their first beer. And the reason we're drinking it is because there was an American Civil War bit yeah. in this, so we're drinking an American beer. Shut up, that's why. And also because it comes highly recommended from the Brewdog guys. Yes, on the Brewdog TV show. Mm. Yes, and I saw this in the show and I thought, yes, I'm getting some of that. Did you think that or did you say it? I thought it. Alright, so it was an inner monologue. Yes. Okay. And happy that I got it, I am. <laughs> yes, I, I do like it. It's very, it is a pale ale. It does seem, you can definitely taste the hops in it. It doesn't quite taste as pale as most pale ales. Well, it seems to be but there's a, hell of a, a lot mixture of, of like an India pale ale and an American one. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure how to describe it other than fucking gorgeous. <laughs> then do that. I can't taste chestnut or shit like that. <laughs> it's a pale ale, what do you yeah. want? It's a fucking beer and I like it. Okay, so that's getting a uh, sticker? Uh, yes, definitely. Definitely. That's two um, in a row now. And as I said, you said these were the first... Uh, this was the first beer they, they uh, brewed, yes. The first company that canned all their beers? No, it's the only company... I don't know, it might be the first company that canned... But it's the only company now that cans all their beers. And present. I mean, they do nothing but can. There's no bottles or anything. It's a, it is a it is a growing movement now, and a, and there's a lot of American 
craft beers that can their beers now. Yes. I'm not I'm, a huge fan of cans. I know no. you disagree, don't you? I have no problem with cans whatsoever. But certainly there's a growing trend now to move to cans and away from bottles. Basically just to stop air and light pollution getting into it. Which can can in it it preserves the beer intact as freshly as possible. Mm. So we've got like four at Kellam Island Brewery, they're moving all towards cans now. All their stuff is canned now. Is it? Mm. That's a uh, brewery near us. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of uh, breweries over here moving towards cans. Huh? I know, I've seen more. Well, there's that, uh, uh, there's that in that uh, Weatherspoon, isn't there? There's that American one. Six point. Point. Six yeah. point, they're all cans. Yeah. When you buy that in the sh- in Weatherspoons, do they give you the can? Yeah, the the crack it open and the the so of like half pour it out for you and leave the rest for you in can. I'm very nice they are too. They are very nice. We had one on this very podcast, not this very podcast, but one I heard. I uh, had kindly, a couple yesterday. given to us by Pond. Yes, very kind. But yeah, I've no problems with cans at all. Well, this one, yeah. It uh, it certainly has an effect with this one. And apparently cans are also uh, better for the environment, less of a carbon footprint. Oh, so they're infinitely recyclable, apparently. Mm. Yes, they are, apparently. (laughs) As it says on the can of this. The Doctor! He was in this, Mm. apparently. Yes, he was. Not like that last episode. It's an episode, The one that we keep talking about. (laughs) That one. Yeah, somebody says mm-hmm. no. Somebody's talking to the doctor and about, says something about that's mm-hmm. impossible, and he says uh, that's not impossible. I used to tea, used to kill what brands with my T sixteen packet. No, Star Wars. He says uh, lots of impossible things happen when you travel through time, and uh, yeah, my first thought was, yep, like traveling through time. <laughs> yes, that's the first of the impossible things. But if you can get around it, but this is almost like uh, Douglas Adams. Because if you can get around that, then it's fine. That's how they invented the improbability drive, by figuring out that it was just a probability that would make it exist. So they put it in a, made it, made the device put it in a cup of tea and uh, it appeared. It's a which good, it's a which good is all making. Sonic screwdriver appeared. Maybe again. they should have got Double Sounds to write this one. Maybe they should. Well. Maybe they should get him a right doctor. Who mm. knows? Let us see in the future if he does. <laughs> the sonic screwdriver <laughs> yes, appeared. That, uh, that came back. And it yeah. still is a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Nothing more. That's all he wants to use it for. He can do all this other stuff. He just never uses that function. And and we saw it four times, taking out a screw and putting it back in again. <laughs> One amazing tool. <laughs> so I'm not sure we're going to show you four times. Watch as all this screw turns. I'm not even touching it, but I am like within an inch of it, so I might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have to do that weird wrist twisting action. We're not talking about the weird wrist twisting action. <laughs> Uh, yes, the doctor also tricks the scientist into showing him how to deprocess the uh, the soldiers, mm. which I liked. Yeah, and 
And that was uh, just after uh, what it main fingered, not fingered Zoe, as I said. And the uh, the doctor and Zoe ran away, and then he came back to the yeah. doctor, and he goes, uh, "Oh, that was just uh, he he only fingered Zoe." I'm gonna keep saying that. Okay. Because uh, it weren't it weren't doing it me. I was just chasing after Zoe, he, even though during that point the doctor said, "Run, Zoe!" At <laughs> top of his voice in middle of class. Run, Zoe! I think I find is an old Zulu word. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, meaning stop. Meaning I have you now. <laughs> but yes. Yes, if the guy, that scientist guy had an early intelligence, then he would realise that. He was, oh, oh, that's all right then. Let me show you how this works. <laughs> Let me show you everything about our operation. Because <laughs> yes. I am an idiot. So moving on to Jamie. Ah, yes. Jamie. Apparently he's dead again. Yes, at the end of the year synopsis, he was indeed dead. Maybe we should have done uh, a Jamie is dead cliffhanger count. It's <laughs> a bit late now. <laughs> <laughs> We've got enough with the caves. Because, <laughs> well, who's to say he's not going to carry on after, you know, going with the third doctor? Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be around forever, I'm sure. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> but the, there was also a bit where the... Uh, the doctor was, he was posing as the war office guy, trying oh, to not get the war chief, but the war office guy on, on the first World War bit. Yeah, uh, trying to uh, get Jamie free, and he's uh, he's questioning him as a prisoner, and he just has to keep interrupting him so that Jamie wouldn't speak. Yes, because because Jamie didn't yes. know that he was pretending to be the yes. war <laughs> office guy. Jamie's just. I'm just ready to give everything away. Doctor just has to keep interrupting. Because <laughs> he goes, Doctor! And he's like, No, you can have a doctor in a minute, but first you must answer my questions. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jane. At least. Never least, stop being an idiot. At least in this one, he had people to fight. He's, uh, he, he has been doing a bit of fighting lately, Jamie. I also liked to sly dig at the doctor when mm. uh, the doctor was trying to open the safe and the Jamie was something like, uh, Oh, do you need a tuning fork, do you? <laughs> it was a reference to the Space Pirates, but I still find it quite amusing. Oh! Oh! And yes, Ooh. Americans calling him English. What was that? They didn't want to do that. Why? Because he's not English. Is it like calling him a chicken? Yes. It is exactly like that. Although English used to be how people describe the whole of the UK, apparently. But Some then, people still do. But then that's... People who don't know how the system works. Don't know how the world works. Yeah. <laughs> I know how the world works. Yes. As we discussed. Um, and Jamie also was on a horse at one point. Jamie on a horse. Jamie, Jamie, on a magic horse. <laughs> it wasn't magic. <laughs> Asterix. Horse isn't magic. So he did all those things, so that was good. Yeah. Moving on to Zoe. What about Zoe? <laughs> what did she do? <laughs> she whacked someone with a vase. That was quite awesome. I like that. Uh, probably about it, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. She hadn't done much. Really? She could have done some lock picking. She's good at that, but apparently she's retired now. Yeah, they forgot about her doing lock picking in the last couple of stories, mm. for some reason. 
It doesn't help that Jamie's off by himself and she's with the doctor, really, in the story. So basically Jamie's going to be doing everything and then when she's with the doctor, the doctor's just going to be doing everything and she's just going to be standing around. Well, maybe the writers thought, you know what's been awesome in the last few episodes? The Doctor and Zoe. They've had yes. all of the best lines. So I'll put them together in this story and it didn't write anything good for him. <laughs> it didn't write anything awesome. <laughs> it was, well, I fucked this up, didn't I? Well, she's not great in <laughs> history, is she? At least in the other stories, she, it was like the future and stuff and she could work out science. You can't do history in science. Can't do science in history. If history is not as anything, so you can't do history and science. <laughs> the two don't mix. But uh, yeah, in this, I mean, it was, uh, we like these first three or five episodes, didn't we? Yeah, and, I did. Uh, there were a lot of cap, yeah, people being mm. captured and released. Captured spies escape. Pete. Yeah, I want to read that on the back of a shampoo bottle. That wouldn't really work for shampoo. Yeah, that's why I want to read it there. Mm. <laughs> You just want to read things where they shouldn't be. Yes. Yes. A lot of people walking through doors at the wrong time in this as well, I noticed. Just did, as people are escaping or are just about to do something, someone walks in. Oh, oh yes. What are you doing there? Like, uh, Raymond Chandler would be proud. I, I just happened to have randomly caught you as I walked through this door. Go me. Stop masturbating. <laughs> Says the people in the room to the guy that's just come in. <laughs> <laughs> a guy came into the room, masturbating. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Carmen. No, what? <laughs> We're still walking around, man. <laughs> I like it. I like being caught. <laughs> yeah, they're really rarely going for the most amount of being called spies and captured in an episode in this mm. epistory mm. I just thought of it. But that uh, space time capsule that we spoke of earlier? Yes, the one that sounded like the TARDIS. Similar to the TARDIS, yeah. I like that someone is using them for sinister reasons. Well, as a, a old mail delivery service. As a, as a uh, war delivery service. Yes. Although the fact that there were shower curtains and 3D glasses in there I'm not sure about. And that they're operated by fridge magnets. Maybe that's where the guy that was masturbating came from. What? From this time fridge? Yes. Because... Well, they have 3D yeah. sex parties inside the TARDIS. Yeah. The, the evil TARDIS. That's not a TARDIS. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> Tune in next time. At least uh, the Elephant Squad uh, made a repayment and actually got to do something. So the Elephant Squad goes back to Best Seeds Price. of Death. Was it, well, the, was it back in Seeds of Death? Yeah, the one with the Ice Warriors. Weren't they, weren't they the ones that were with the film and everything? Yes, but you thought they looked like elephants. I thought it was Space Pirates here. Oh, was it? It might have been Seeds of Death. I think it was Seeds of Death. I think you're probably right, yeah. Seeds of Death. Oh, right, yeah. But apparently, yeah, that they uh, came back and they... Uh, Finally got some action. Yeah, they got to catch someone and then accuse them of them being a spy and then <laughs> and then let them escape. Yeah. It's, it weren't their greatest operations, but it was their only one. So, actually, it was their greatest. Alas, there were no, uh, no caves in this, as I recall. No. 
Definitely no caves. Which is a shame. Maybe there'll be caves in the next one. We can the famous only, cave wars. We can only hope. Cave wars, we don't get to that until season 24. There is no cave wars. <sighs> so, yeah, my bit was, uh, my, my favourite quote. Quotes. Was Quote. the... Was the... Quoth me. Quoth me. Quoth the uh, doctor. Was mm -hmm. the bit where the doctor was pretending to be the war examiner. Uh, and it goes thusly. The first part is the, the soldier guy who just wanted a cup of tea speaking on the phone before the doctor interrupts him. You know who I am, sir? Well, I'm, I'm terribly sorry and all that. It, it's probably my adjutant's fault. Would you care for some tea? And that was how he went. It amused me. And then mine, I will go for the bit where the doctor is talking with the examiner, the lecturer guy, and just sort of tricking his way into using the machine thing. Yes, what I've already said. But you can hear it, it here in all its detail. Yes. I don't think much of that as a demonstration. Will you kindly return to your place? The man was obviously unhinged as a result of your experiment. The experiment was successful. Then why did he call me a German spy? It's obviously ridiculous, isn't it? The aberration is only temporary. He was probably involved with tracking down some German spies before he came here. It has obviously become a fixation. <laughs> then he's obviously no use for our purposes, is he? Oh, yes, just as I thought. This is your trouble, you know. Will you leave this apparatus alone? Yes, this circuit is, is overloading the neural path. You are here in the capacity of a student. You didn't deprocess that man first, did you? There was no need. His processing had completely lapsed. You saw that for yourself. I saw a man whose processing had partly lapsed. You should have completely deprocessed him first, but I don't suppose you can do that on a machine like this. Oh. Good stuff. Final thoughts? We both hated this. No way. No, no I love this. I thought this was fantastic. Yes. I, I liked it as well, despite its <coughs> obvious flaws. I didn't see many flaws. Capture spies release capture spies release uh, capture yes, spies release capture spies release capture spies release. There was a lot of that. Yes, yes but I still liked it as one thing, despite yeah. that. Yeah. I don't see it as a finest. And I like the I like the music and I liked uh, mm. the settings and everything. And I liked how uh, they were in this. It was almost you know we still don't know episode five. We still don't know what exactly is going on. Well, I think. Especially over five episodes, a hell of a lot's happened. It, it was never slow. Anything stuff kept moving, and it's built a lot of sort of intrigue and and stuff. I, I can't see any problems at all with this episode. I really like it. It's, it's a fantastic Doctor Who so, so far. It is so far. Yes. Will the next five episodes match up to that? We will. Time will tell. It always does. Yes. So, next time, next time I'm doing a history and... And then it's part two of the War Games. Look forward to that. Where the Irish one will synopsize. I will synopsize, as you say. And so to the end quote. The object of war is not to die for your country, but to make the other bastard die for his. That was George S. Patton. We're on iTunes. Please validate our existence. By rating. Commenting. All like discussion concluded. All right, you show it to me, and I believe you.